Shushu, do you have any questions before we get into our workshop? No, I, yes, I yes. just have a comment and it's that my brain is so fuzzy today that when I saw that Nuda suggested a workshop, I was like, I'm going to strangle her. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, today? Put her, put her in a poetic stranglehold. Let's do it. <laughs> Instead of romance, we're going to be talking about violence today. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, in. hey, hey, two sides of the same coin, right? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's true. Wait, are we legit choosing violence as our theme, Ali? No, 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 no. Oh, I, I was thinking, I was, no, no, sorry. <laughs> it was a bit, dude, it was a yeah, bit. Yeah. Actually, Annie, um, we were going to ask you if you could perform something for us before you kind of walked us through the process of writing something. I'm so excited. So here's the, here's one. So I confide in places you don't recognize because loneliness is a blank canvas waiting to be blessed by inspiration. And popularity is a sky filled with clouds that block me from seeing the light. You see, brighter days only make the nights seem darker. Bittersweet love, I wonder how it tastes, as long as you take care of your headspace. That's one. Amazing. Feel free to, feel free to clap or, or whatever you got to do. <laughs> feel free to give me some sort of validation. Yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Um... Let's see. Oh, here's another one that I got. So if the four walls of my room could sing, they would sing lullabies that would put my insecurities to sleep. Create a harmony between my mind, body, and soul. The room I like to stay in isn't a room for amusement. The room I like to stay in is my room for improvement. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I hear the snapping. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. So... So so the way I start writing generally is I take a quote or something that hits me, a sentence, mm -hmm. a phrase, or a concept, and I actually put it at the bottom of my piece. So I, I go bottom up oh. when I write. Um, hang on, I hang on, hang on. I just okay. noticed I have no pen and I need a pen because I'm taking this workshop oh very seriously. Oh my God. Uh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I'm going to go get a pen. I'm, I'm super interested, Shireen, in your writing process as well because... I mean, I write about love, but not necessarily like romance in its explicit form, you know? Yeah, I, I, I don't know what my writing process is, honestly. I'm just inspired. I guess, you know, you're inspired by quotes, right? Like I'm inspired by um, romance novels that I do read. So like I mentioned, like learning from the masters and as yeah. um, vilified as the romance genre is, there are masters, you know? Um so so I'm inspired by that and I'm also inspired by just like pretty things I guess like okay. you know how you were talking about like you want to look like your art I kind of yeah. follow the same thing like I want to look like my art and my art is romance so I'm inspired by just like like the tiniest thing can just like build a whole scene in my head like I can see um, a flower or a picture of a garden and I'm like that's it I completely have a whole setup start to finish of a scene that can fit wow. into a novel so that's awesome yeah and, and thank you it's it's I guess like I'm just really visual in that way and then I as soon as I see stuff like that I can you know just whatever someone's outfit the way someone smiles the color of someone's eyes I'm like I, I can put that in it, it can go somewhere I know it and then I can just like pull a scene out of thin air Wow, that that that's incredible. Yeah. That like Shushu, this is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about magic and making magic happen. Like the energy that you bring to that scene, that visualization, that certainty, 
Like, that's what brings things to life. That's what manifestation Mm -hmm. is. Like, if you could imagine all of the things that you imagine for your novels, but for yourself in the real world, like, that's a power that you could, holy shit, if you could harness that, you could sell it to oil companies. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay, so, Nude, are you back with your pen? I am back with my pen and my notebook. Okay, Ani, teach us. Okay, so I'll, I'll... I'll start the, the workshop with another piece. Uh, I'll go with three pieces to show you guys. I really want to show you guys this one because impact, it impacted quite a lot of people, surprisingly. Mm. Not surprisingly, but like, <laughs> interestingly. If I were to raise a child, there would never be too little time to spend trying to make them smile. I would never take a break from setting the right example and never break the bond that we create from dusk till dawn. I'll greet you with a warm hug when you and I first meet, teaching that the names mommy and daddy are more prestigious than king mm. and queen. Because before you had ever seen what this world can be, you looked into my eyes and saw the world in me. Mm, that is beautiful. So sometimes I like to bring everything full circle. So I'll start from the so I'll, so now that Noah's back, I start with a quote or a concept or an idea, and I leave that at the bottom of my poem. So for example, I have a poem that's coming up very soon, and I'm I guess I'm announcing it on the podcast. Um, it's called it's it's called Moments Notice. And the whole, I wrote the whole poem, it's four minutes long, based off of the final punchline, which is, precious lives are being taken away at a moment's notice. I pray that we can all take a moment to notice. So, so is that, that, that one line is what I started with. And I sort of worked my way up because I want I wanna take the audience on a journey, right? So working from the bottom up, if I know where I'm going, it's easy for me to lead. And it's mm-hmm. easy for me not to go out of context. So... Uh, let's think of something. No. So what's what's one quote that hits you the hardest? Quote, concept, idea. There's a quote by Victor Hugo that is actually a short poem in and of itself. I have it tattooed on my right side, um, like my entire right side. It says, uh, mm-hmm. be like the bird who, halting in her flight a while on boughs too slight, feels them give way beneath her and yet sings, knowing that she hath wings. So I guess knowing that she hath wings is like the concept. In my So the way I visualize that is you can talk about the story of a young girl and a young Arab girl, if you want, who was looking to break out of that shell of, of, of Aib, of, of cultural norms and all that. So maybe you can start off describing who you're talking mm-hmm. about. You can be like, she was, she was as light as a feather if we're talking about wings. I like that. You know what I mean? We'll start that first line. She was as light as a feather, floating through expectations that came. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. (laughs) Uh, A smile was received. A smile was given to those who met her. A smile was received by those who met her. Yet a sharp tongue was what, a sharp tongue was what stuck in her back. Met her. I'm writing so fast. (laughs) (laughs) she's trying her absolute hardest it's all all good it's all good no we're in this together i'm just writing down some ideas that just come to mind right away nice yeah and and honestly my best pieces come from just one sit down i write i write i write i write till i'm done so i like this i like this it's very raw feathers floating softly caught Uh, oh no so feathers flowing soft so uh she so let's start from the beginning what was it feathers falling softly caught that's what you got. <laughs> <laughs> you got to finish my sentence. Okay, no. So she was as soft as feathers. Oh, you want me to start from the beginning, beginning. Okay. Light as a feather, yeah, yeah. 
floating through expectations that came, a smile was received by those who met her. Perfect. Yeah. Sorry. So, okay. So the flow would go, because we know how we're going to end it, right? Yes. Perfect. So she was made of feathers, floating through expectations, given a smile to those who met her. A smile to those who met her. Okay. So we edited that line. So your editing style is kind of like on the fly as you go line by line. Yeah, whatever just flows best as I'm saying it. Because I, I like to when I when I when I write a poem, I like to picture myself performing it, and what's easiest to say, what's easiest to flow with, what's most ca- most what's most captivating uh, for an audience to listen to. That is smart. So here's what we've got yeah. so far: light as a feather, floating through expectations, giving a smile to those who met her, and then we have a sharp tongue was stuck in her back. Do we want to transition into that? Hmm. Yeah, we can do that for sure. It's your poem for sure. Yeah, let's do it's it. It's our poem, fam. It's our, our, <laughs> it's our poem. Shireen, where are you at? <laughs> Dude, this is so opposite to my writing style that I'm just kind of observing. This no way. Is, wow. Okay. This is honestly exactly my writing style. So my writing style is less of a process and more of a let me sit down and see what I can vomit onto paper today. Yeah, and that, that's how I started as well. I just vomit. If I had writer's block... I'm just throwing up words, whatever came to mind. I think like this, uh, Nude gets really irritated with me about this, but I write clean in that everything that goes onto the page is like more or less in its final form. So not a single eraser mark. Very, 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 like very rarely do I go back and completely restructure. I know exactly what it's going to look like and where every word is going to go. So um, I, I don't really... I, I can't, I don't really sit there and just like work on it on the fly. It's already in my mind. I just have to transfer it. So this is very interesting for me. Wow. I'm a seat of the pants writer, which means that if I don't get it down, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that, that's funny you say that because some of my best lines or my best bars that mo- that inspire my best poems come at like 12 a.m. when I'm exhausted after work, about to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, my mind just thinks of some crazy line. I'm just like, ugh, got to grab my phone, write this down, and then try going back to sleep. Actually, that's a smart idea. For the next one, how long do we want this poem to be, Ali, for our starter? Ten lines, or even eight lines. Okay, so we've got line one. Light as a feather floating through expectations. Then we have line two. Giving a smile to those who, oh, giving a smile to those who meet her. Yeah, giving a smile to those who meet her. A sharp tongue. Instead of saying a sharp tongue was stuck in her back, can we go with sharp tongues slice feathers? Yeah. Okay. So the sharp, the sharp, yes. So the sharp tongue sliced her feathers. Or you can even say the sharp tongues accompanied the smiles she received, slicing her feathers. Ooh, too many edits on this page. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) I, I write on my phone. So it's a little easier for me because if, if I write using paper, my mind just moves too fast and I, I miss words and I hate having to like put that little arrow, like this word in here, this word in there. I'm not very patient with that. So yeah, this I, is, I write on my phone. This is how we know your youth. I do everything on paper. <laughs> okay. Sharp tongues join smiles. Or you can say sharp tongues hidden beneath the smiles. Ooh. A little suspense. Light as a feather floating through expectations, giving a smile to those who met her. Sharp tongues hidden behind smiles. 
Slicing her feathers. Slicing her feathers. Okay, that's where we're at. Shireen, do you have a line for us? I absolutely do not. <laughs> <laughs> that's all good. That's all good. Okay, light as a feather floating through expectations, giving a smile to those who meet her. Sharp tongues hidden behind smiles, slice her feathers. She thought she was amazing, but was told she could be better. Ooh, sick. <laughs> okay. A false sense of identity was the difference between free and regretful. What do you think? I'm loving it so far. Okay, Wait a minute. perfect. A false sense of identity was the difference between free being free and regretful. Ah, oh, nice. I'm trying my best to just sort of embody the the character of the person I'm trying to write about. Um, if you look at like my poem, for example, "Young Soldier" that I performed actually for you, actually, you guys weren't there. I performed "Young Soldier" that you guys probably heard uh, off my album. We were checking, we were checking out of the hotel, but I do think I know that one from Apple Music. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, there's also "Watery Eyes" that I also impersonate like a character in it. So that's something. That's a big part of my process as well. Do you find that you often um, lean towards characters over themes? I want to say that I like to let the characters I create in my head tell me the theme or recite the theme or present the theme. That's fair. Yeah. Why are you not? I'm trying to wrangle my phone. <laughs> that's okay. But, but that, that's actually pretty difficult because when it comes to songwriting and rap, rap is very, like what it's become is very egoistic. Um, yeah, I've noticed that. It's very me, 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 I, I, I. And psychologically, there's been studies where those who listen to songs that say like, I'm the best, I'm the greatest one, like the, per the person listening, their ego attaches onto that and they tell themselves that. That's true. So in a way, rapping has made me more vulnerable because I'm saying I, um, like for example, in first child, the song, that's a song that's unreleased right now, but I performed it at YLT. Like my mom brought her culture in a carry on. My dad left his heart back home. Um, and that, that's another example. Or like, um, let's see. The white kids thinking I'm a joke. Never had a girl call my phone. You know, things that, things that, that I, have to, I, have to say, I have to say in first person that are going to be tagged on to me for the rest of my career. Mm -hmm. But, but, but I, 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 as long as other people can relate to it, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so what do we I completely. I'm thinking about it, and I don't know if I use I a lot in my writing in general. It's interesting. I, I didn't start off that way. I, it was very much you. I was telling you, you can be the best. You can be the greatest. No, I think I'm always, like, leaning towards the more... Like, there. I feel like when I'm writing poetry specifically, there are no characters. It's kind of... I think I'm more inspired by... And this is interesting because this also speaks to, like, historical fascination in artistry and i am inspired by the romantics right by byron shelley keats um interesting yeah like those guys so a lot of my writing is very um ethereal and non shushu would you agree with this yeah i i mean you're like lord byron's biggest fan literally literally so like that's the easiest way for me to like <laughs> it, it absolutely is it absolutely is it is horrible he is a 
massive he pervert, is a and I am man. madly in love okay. with him. <laughs> and I am convinced that when I go to whatever heaven turns out to be, Lord Byron will be there waiting for she me. She has said this to me multiple times. I want to write a poem about Lord Byron waiting for me in the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> Only on... Don't tell about a podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, this always turns into some fucking confessional where someone just says the craziest shit. Like, Nude's just like, I'm in love with Lord Byron and he could get it. And everyone listening to this podcast is like, checks out. This is just the way they are. <laughs> Hang on. Are you not the one who already has told everyone about your long-term love affair with the shakes? Okay, yeah, but like Shakespeare probably couldn't. No, you know what? He could get it. Never mind. You're right. It's fine. <laughs> you are now tuned in to the Don't Tell Baba podcast. Right, my relationship with Shakespeare is complicated. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh my god. It's okay. It's not Haram if you're talking about dead guys. They're dead. They died. They can't do anything. How art thou, Romeo? <laughs> How, art thou? How art thou, Romeo? What's up? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> what's up <up>, romeo <laughs> juliet what's hanging oh my what god yeah <laughs> oh my god honestly i'm so sorry i genuinely think if they made like a gangster version of romeo and juliet it would sell box office they England. did make a gangster version of romeo and juliet yeah, thing, leonardo dicaprio's in it they did they did but that that was they actually said the lyric like the the, the script they actually said it like full-on they didn't. They used oh. Shakespearean English. I want them to be like, "Hey, Julia, what it do?" Like, "Yo, Romeo, where you at? Can we, Baba Pod Productions? Can we make this? That would be uh, awesome. Like, like, I don't want. I don't want Romeo to wait outside um, Juliet's window or like house. I want her and just like call her or text her. You know, like <laughs> imagine that. But here's the problem with that. With so many old stories, texting really solves the conflict that is the crux of the narrative. Do you think that applies to Romeo and Juliet, though? Oh, yeah, because it's, yes. it's a complete miscommunication play because Friar Lawrence could have just texted either one of them and been like, yo, chill. Don't take the poison, fam. But, okay, what if, what if like, they're out of service or something like that, you know? like <laughs> Dude, Itisalat just cut. Fuck AT&T. We went all the way to Itisalat. Yeah. <laughs> Thou did not have, have service. <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe they don't have service or ali we can go back to your og writing days and we can edit the whole thing so that friar lawrence does have a cell phone and is able to text both of them and instead of dying they actually get to like confront their families and make their own choices in life and we get to see like the destruction and joy that comes from that decision Ooh, i love a happily ever after I've always wondered that too. And I was wondered like what what would have happened, but that's awesome. I like that. Guys, we just did a writing project collaboratively. Congratulations. We have like the inkling of a script. I have so many now someone has to do the I was work. just gonna say I have so many critiques though, like <laughs> <laughs> let me call my good friends at Disney and they'll they'll come through. <laughs> the good friends at Disney. If you have good friends at Disney, you have to get me an in with Snow White. This is all I want. Listen, let me get a let me get a voiceover of Aladdin, and we can talk. <laughs> Yo, if they give you Aladdin, I want Ursula. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so Ali, here are the pro tips that I have from you. Okay, start from the bottom. 
Yeah. Start with your inspiration and place that at the bottom. Start with your inspiration. Um, you like to edit on the fly. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself going back to old writing and like unreleased old writing and tweaking it or editing it before you release it? Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There's sometimes where I write something and something feels a little incomplete or I look at something, I say, oh, maybe I could have written a line or two more about this. And I just, I build on it for sure. I mean, there's no end to poetry, right? You can have a, a poem that's 50 pages long, or you can have a poem that's eight pages long. That actually gives me such a fascinating idea. Shoot it. What if we did like a Google Doc that was just a public Google Doc? And then we could just have people like add a line. And then it'll, it could be like prose. It could be poetry. People could change it up. Uh, people could add a line, a word, a paragraph. And then we just have this like Google Doc that is co-written by like a bunch of our listeners. And then we like read it on an episode. Dude, this is called collective poetry. Yeah, it's something I actually So let's teach. do that. I teach it with my students, actually. It's, a, oh. it's like a, mini, it's a fun mini game that we do. Where I start and then someone finds a word, some, someone finds another line and that, that rhymes with what I, what I had said earlier. So, yeah, we can definitely do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. That's awesome. I love that. I love it. Okay. Who wants to throw a line? Are you doing it right now? I thought so. I don't know. I don't are, know. are you just starting it? Is that what you're doing? We should make a poem called Being Arab Is. Yo, let's start that right now. And have a bunch of people say everything that they've experienced or one thing that they've experienced being out of and try to make it rhyme with the line above yeah mm. oh my god or, okay baba pod listeners or, or I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to rhyme we can go like the every four lines have to, have to rhyme like rhyme 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 and then something new oh so like an a a a a b b b b c c c c d d d d kind of thing yeah Wow, grade 10 came back to me real hard. Came back <laughs> so fast and so hard. <laughs> I have never written poetry in my life. Really? Yeah. But what about the one feeling you felt in the afternoon? Oh, nude, I write 20 pages about that in my journal. <laughs> oh. See, I have a poem that's literally three lines long. And it says, Today the sun rose in the west, and nobody noticed. How can the world end? with nobody looking. Wow. Yeah, see, that sense of existential dread would be like 45 pages <laughs> in my journal. <laughs> I can wax poetic. And when I say wax poetic, I mean like I'll have to write prose for like 15 years until I'm like, okay, I'm finally satisfied. <laughs> I can't because I feel like with prose, there is so much that... So Boundaries and Crossroads is where I feel like my writing is like where my writing is most comfortable. I don't like to be specific. I don't like uh, specific instances. I like to take, and that's why I asked you, Ali, if you prefer like characters or themes. It's because I have a hard time creating characters mm -hmm. who I feel exhibit everything I want them to exhibit, but I can take like a random thought or that horrible fear of the world ending and throw down four lines and be content. You know, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that's just that's your way of getting it across, and that that's that's totally valid. And that's, I feel like it's a lot of people's way of writing poetry. I don't think a lot of people do the characters thing. Uh, it's mainly just like it's the emotion or it's the raw feeling that they just express. 
Which is where rap takes it to like the next level by making it personal, which is what you were talking about earlier. And it's amazing. Yeah, no, exactly. It's very I, 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 which is an, an interesting transition for me because I'm, I'm a teacher, right? So, you know, you can be the greatest, you can be this, you can be that. And that's just naturally how I talk. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas now I have to look at myself and be like, I have to tell myself that I'm the greatest so that the person listening hears the word I and they think I'm talking about them because they heard I. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when they sing along, it's it's uh, it's like an affirmation. Exactly, exactly. So it's not necessarily about me, but I have to write it as if it is. So that's um, it's been something I've I've had to explore. See, this is an this is an experiment that I would like to try. Like the next time I'm worried about the sun rising in the west, maybe I'll try to like do a whole thing with it. Yeah, yeah. Like for example, like the song you heard, the unreleased song, like I got the passion. Like I imagine, love it so imagine, much. Imagine the kids singing that. You know what I mean? Like I got the passion, and I, I, I am talking like it's something that I promote, and it's something that's me. But it's also something that you know will get the kids being like, "Hey, like I just said this. What did this mean? You know what I mean?" Yeah, this is insanely interesting to me because I only function in the realm of characters. So I feel like I need to explore why I have. Tr- Okay, so this is funny. Um, Shushu, I found an old essay the mm-hmm. other week, which mm. I ended up a mini episode about. It was oh, yeah. Chiclet Cadbury's, uh, yeah, Chiclet Cadbury's Amazing Adventure or The Amazing Adventure of Chiclet Cadbury or whatever. And it was funny because I wrote that in grade 10 and it was Miss Jaber who left a comment on it saying, why don't you attempt a human character for once? Oh, damn. <laughs> she, came... Wow. <laughs> she came for your jugular. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and like i didn't have an answer for that it was just no i'm more comfortable writing about the journey of a piece of chewing gum or the exploration of being a favorite boot so i once wrote a story about uh someone's pair of boots that was worn for like several winters and started to get like really damaged and then it was like left alone in the closet for a while like that's that's where my mind wants to go it's like let me pick an inanimate object and imagine its life because that's so much easier than trying to make sense of humanity which is terrifying at best and horrific at worst nude i had like a whole cinematic universe or literary universe in 10th grade because we um or sorry, not 10th grade, it was later, um, whenever we read Jane Eyre, because all of our writing prompts after that were inspired by Gothic literature. So I, so it's so funny that you're writing from inanimate objects. I literally had this whole literary universe set in the English countryside, and my main character was a dairy maid, and there was a lot of like mysterious murder, but it was also like, it's Gothic romance at the same time, so it's like tantalizing. It was insane. Meanwhile, you were writing it out of my objects. It's it's so funny how different we are, but like both like, both accessing the same kinds of emotions. Because if I had to write Gothic, I would be the uh, portrait of the great grandmother that is hung in the grand foyer, and I would watch as everything unfolded. And then every time someone would say, "Oh, that's odd. Did you see the eyes move?" The portrait would be like, I must be careful to not be caught. If they know I truly move, they will remove me from this home. And then where will I go? And then it's like the spirit of this, like, like, this is my writing process. I'm like, how fucked up can I make an inanimate object? <laughs> but that's a character for you. Like that, that's what becomes a character. And that's what you give emotions, you give thoughts, you give direction. Yes. You know what, Ali? I think you fucking cracked it. I think that every time I try to write a human character, they come with too much baggage for me to write them. 
Oh my god, yeah. I love the baggage though. Are you kidding? That like long-term deconstruction. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We um, Shireen and I like to dissect yeah. the, uh, the human. We like to dissect. I want an accurate, overarching understanding of humanity in a play-by-play. But like the po- I think with in dissecting, it's kind of coming to terms with the fact that humanity is too complicated to neatly dissect, right? And this is why I will not be publishing a novel in this lifetime. Oh, come but, on. What if, I'm trying to think of inanimate objects that experience so much, so much human life. Like, what if you talked about the city bus, like the TTC or, or like the Yo, public transportation? I, I have written a poem from the perspective of Toronto. Wow. Oh, okay. yeah. Remember, it was, yeah. uh, it was the one where cigarette butts litter the streets and it's like, yeah, it was a day where I was feeling like really claustrophobic in the city. That was actually a decent poem. If I pull it up, I'll like include it in a mini episode or something. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. I guess I guess your inanimate objects or or characters or things do or or, or can whether it's intentional or unintentional, it, they can be interpreted as humanity and as a human experience. 100%. 100 I am obsessed with the human experience. It just gets sticky when it's the specific experiences of specific humans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. Okay. Holy shit. This has been a satisfying episode. Like it I came been. in like pretty low energy and now I'm feeling like good. Now you feel so like you're going to write. I'm so glad. Yeah, yeah, actually I do. This is going to be awesome. It's, it's all, I can't wait to see it. Definitely share it with me. Yeah, dude, for sure. Every time I write something, I will text you. You will get so many like <laughs> one-liners that make no sense, but maybe yes. they'll inspire you. Definitely. Our group chat must not die after this podcast. No. It can't. I love our group chat. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I love how new to see her, like, oh, my God, I must write poetry. Meanwhile, I just took my earrings off because they were bothering me, and I was, like, looking at the pink ribbon as we were talking. I was, like could work a ribbon into something and that is literally where i stand in comparison to you guys <laughs> that's okay shireen i will write from the perspective of the ri- of the ribbon as it is uh softly untangled from the back of the corset wow that's also good yeah yeah falling onto the floor so gracefully onto the carpet all right <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the abe person here you guys so <laughs> calm down wait a minute Wait a minute. Between the two of us, you're the Aib one? I write more. Well, okay, that's not true. I don't write more Aib stuff. Never mind. I take it back. <laughs> let's not Let's not uh, open up your, your can of worms with what you no, no. have written. So Yeah, that I'm here's the thing. I do write erotica, which goes back to what we were talking about earlier. But will I ever try to publish erotica? Absolutely fucking not. Yeah, I, I hear you on that for sure. Yeah. Got talk about talk about like getting pulled into your community center and put in front of a jury. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Man, that sucks. Thank you for sharing that story. That was that's like, a great story. Horrifying, oh, but that, wild. And and it's it's something that's um going to be a story of mine that I use as motivation and also to, to shed light on uh, the type of community we live in. Yeah. 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 It's it's yeah. A, it's a great story. Mm-hmm. Like we're out here hustling, making it a bigger, more inclusive, more welcoming, happier community. And for some people who are not ready or willing to join us in our more vulnerable quest, 
maybe we part ways at some point. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And I feel like I reached a point where my I was becoming more known in the city. I was being I was be, being recognized for my for my talents, and um, I started exploring new forms of art with the exact same message. I'm the exact same Ali as I was when I first started. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I guess that that to, to to our community can be a sensitive spot when uh, you know someone is trying to stand out a little more than they should. Yeah, actually, it really is. It's uh, what is it again? Like, why do you think you're so important? Like, you're. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think uh, Selma Hindi had a really great speech. Um, oh, I think yeah. you guys were there for that. She, 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 she was hilarious. That, she hit that right on the nail. Like, like oh, no one's going to want to marry you. Like, who's gonna? <laughs> yeah. And and what's crazy is I still get that talk from my dad. There was one time I actually I was posting myself because I like to promote my unreleased work yeah. to keep to show people I'm working. And one time I was bopping my I was bopping my head in the car, maybe a little too hard. I don't know. I was feeling myself. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and my uncle from back home stumbled upon it. He screen recorded it and sent it to my dad. Oh my god! And my dad gave me a full on lecture as to why it was wrong for me to bop my head to my own music when I'm talking about living a double life, and and and, and the struggles of being Arab. I, I just happened to make it catchy enough to bop my head to. Um, oh my god! If yeah. you can't bop your head to your own music, what can you who's do? Gonna bop- <laughs> It's my music. Like well, you can do whatever you want. Well, I didn't say, Mama. Oh my god! The the it's so odd. Like how um so a our creative pursuits get reduced to being not art. They're just shameful. B it's kind mm-hmm. of like well for me I didn't so much get like your art is why people no you know what I have gotten it. It's like oh Shireen um your hobbies are so boring that you should never talk about them to anybody because they're not interesting to anyone but you. Comma God help the man who marries you. So I am gonna take us out. This has been yet another episode of Don't Tell Baba. We hope you enjoyed it and hope you'll stick around for more. Our music is by Ahmad on Fiverr. His username is CH6K0R. Post-production is done by my husband, Mike. Thanks, Ahmad and Mike. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> for more shenanigans, find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Baba Pod. If you want to drop us a line, call us at 53032-HADAM. That's 530-324-2726. See you next week. And before we tell you not to tell Baba, here's Ali plugging everywhere you can find him. And we recommend you go find him. Yes. So check me out on Instagram at Ali the Soulful Poet. A-L-I-T-H-E-S-O-U-L-F-U-L-P-O-E-T. So Ali the Soulful Poet, all one word. Twitter at the Soulful Poet. Facebook, Ali the Soulful Poet. Uh, LinkedIn, Ali the Soulful Poet, YouTube, the Soulful Poet, all one word. If you do it spaced out, that's fine. You'll still find me as the first option. I've worked hard enough to to, to attain that standard uh, through YouTube. But uh, make sure to check out my videos. My music is all on all platforms, all streaming platforms. Apple Music, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, SoundCloud, everything. Uh, all you got to do is search the Soulful Poet and you'll find me. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I hope to, uh, if ever you guys want to connect with me, feel free to send me a DM, an email at thesoulfulpoetali at gmail.com, my website, thesoulfulpoet.com. And yeah, connect with me. I'm always replying to DMs. I'm always open to new ideas. If you'd like to make a song with me, let me know. I'm always open to doing that. And um, stay safe, stay blessed, and uh, stay you. That was beautiful. Love you guys. 
Love you Bye. guys. Bye. Bye.